Welcome to another episode of Laughing to Cry. I'm your co-host, Jeremy GJ. And I'm your co-host, Commander Cody. And again, if it sounds funky, it's because we're back on Zoom because Zencaster, even with all our pleas, has not figured out their shit yet. Um, We tried so, on Sunday to try a couple things. Oh tried, uh, tried using Ethernet cords for me. Wasn't working. That didn't help anything. No, Cody created an account. Uh, we, yeah. I restarted my computer. We, I've been chatting with tech support for like the last week. Whole lot of nothing. So we're sticking with Zoom. Audio is going to be a little funky because we're going to have to jump from call the Zoom session. Yep, Zoom yeah. session to Zoom session because <laughs> we only got 30 minutes on here. That's uh, the longest they have for free, right? Yeah. yeah. 30 minutes, I think. And then, yeah, you can upgrade to Zoom Premium or Pro or whatever the fuck. And then you can, I think you do like an hour and a half, maybe. Mm. Might be worth it if Zencaster doesn't get it together. Um, yeah. And it only seems just... to be afflicting Cody. Like it, it wasn't, wasn't kicking me out at all. It's it's as far as I'm aware, it's got to be like a guest thing. Like I don't know if because I have an account now, if I tried to get you in, if it would kick you out. We didn't try that, but yeah, that's, that's I also don't thing. have I also don't have the recording stuff that you do already up. So yeah, but I don't you know could just... if you would be able to. I could send you the the MP3 files. Yeah. So basically, all you had to do was just set up a room, and then once the once it's over, then it's just post production. So you just yeah. pay for the credits, and then I could always give you the login to anchor, and you could upload it yourself. I've been planning on giving you the password to all the podcasting stuff, anyways. Um, because maybe you'll do better at marketing than I am. Because <laughs> all the I'm times sure. I post on Facebook and, and tweet, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're headed in the heels above me currently because I don't. That's true. Post really at all. Uh, and when Jazz, I try to. Yeah, when Jazz was the co-host on here, she had you know Canva because she's in college, so she was making little templates and such uh me i just take pictures or do screenshots and write a caption for like instagram or something but i marketing is is bad for me because i don't really like the internet (laughs) (laughs) it's it's another full-time job on uh, oh my god on something that you are not a fan of it's just exhausting it is like especially when you don't already have a name it's yeah. just the purest form of grassroots mm-hmm. and like people pretend like they really want to like be gung-ho for you but they don't really support so you're like well like i i did a blast for the page when i first made it to everybody i was gonna take people off and just send it to like specific people i was like nah like i sent to the whole friends list it shows me how many people my post reached. It's usually like high fives, low 600s. 
no one interacts with the goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, I don't, I mean, I'm mean like, I don't know that posting more is going to get more attention. Like, that's what they say from what I hear. Like, you just got to be on it. It has to be consistent. It has to be regular. But it's also just like, well, people also don't like, we're so inundated with masked blast everything that people right. just kind of gloss right the hell over it. And it's just like, mm. my cousin's like, you got to get the videos going, get up on YouTube. You got the voice, you got the content, y'all talking about cool stuff. And it's just like, dude, I work two jobs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole other level of production. Yeah, and it's us. It's just us. We, like, yeah, we pay like Zencaster to produce it, or like with Zoom, it like does the audio separate from the video, or whatever. And we could upload all of this to YouTube, but it's just like a whole nother endeavor. And as much as I would like to get sponsors and all of that, it's also just cool to come out here and just shoot the shit for a minute, you know? Talk no to real, my uh, no real goal. Yeah, just talk to my bud. That was kind of the whole point of the podcast in the first place. I was in the pandemic. My girlfriend was losing her goddamn mind. And <laughs> I, I needed something to break up, you know, my eight hours. Yeah, my eight hours of session one piece. I needed something <laughs> something in there. And I just wanted to have people and just chat with them about interesting stuff. Right around, around right around episode 800 is when he started getting tired and needed, <laughs> needed breaks. You know, um, it, it was probably earlier than that. <laughs> like, I spent a good portion of the beginning of One Piece just trashed it on Facebook. And that was my commentary. Just going on Facebook, writing statuses about how the show is trash and how the MC is trash. I remember and- reading those knowing you absolutely know, nothing about it it's like all right yeah that sounds right yeah he's actually he was absolutely hot garbage bullshit uh when the show first started up until they had like a two-year time skip spoiler alert but if you ain't watched it you might watch it and by the time you get to where i'm talking about you oh, will have no idea you have you're forgotten this whole conversation because they're <laughs> over they're almost at 1100 episodes at this point like Speaking of which, they have a movie coming out November 4th. I plan on going to see it by myself because no one around here is watching One Piece. And (laughs) you were kind enough to binge Demon Slayer so you could watch the Demon Slayer movie with me. But that was a season. (laughs) 12 episodes is a lot different than 1,200. (laughs) Yes, Uh, considerably (laughs) so. So uh, I was just like, I'm going to just... I'm gonna just swallow that one. I'm gonna take the L on that one and go just go watch it by myself. Um, if it, I think it's supposed to debut in theaters here. Um, I feel like there's a few other movies. I think there's a Black Clover movie that's supposed to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's becoming more and more popular. Black Clover, I watched it like from its inception when it first got on Crunchyroll. Well, I meant like I meant like uh, anime movies in general being in theaters as opposed to just on the yeah, sites. That's become more popular here. Yeah, um, yeah. So the fandom has grown like significantly 
over it's no here. longer it's no longer a, a loser weeb thing to do it's now now the cool yeah. thing yes yeah, just still a little niche but not so niche that it doesn't make money yeah so although the voice actors don't make money voice actors are being paid a hundred dollars for a movie that's grossing you know just under a billion so yeah that's hot garbage and they're getting no royalties mm-hmm yeah, and if you if now that I think about it, that sort of makes sense. You'll see, like, <laughs> looking at the voice actors for like some of the stuff, I'm like, why? I just sound so familiar. Did I go find like their, you know, the voices of the character and mm-hmm. they voice like 25 characters, six of which so, they're doing at the same time. And so, yeah. you know, if they're getting a hundred bucks a piece, of course, you're going to do as many characters as you can because that's $600 and you need to live and eat. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's the only way they can actually make anything. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually just um, the American voice actors or if that's the Japanese voice actors too. But I feel like the Japanese voice actors are actually getting paid because they show up to like Comic Cons and shit and they're like real gung ho about their characters. The American voice actors, eh, not so much. Um, but. Yeah, so it probably is just an American thing because there was also, uh, I don't know how, if you've ever watched any of their stuff, uh, but I talked to you a a little bit about it with Austin when we were at our bachelor at my bachelor party about Rooster Teeth. Yes, I didn't watch any of their stuff, but I remember a bunch of stuff is coming out about them Hmm. just being a a garbage company. now, what like, is Rooster Teeth? I don't know what that is. They evolved into a bunch of stuff. It it started off with just Red versus Blue, which was um, the Halo thing. Yep, it was Machinima made Halo, like the whole storyline in the multiplayer of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was super. That was super cool. It was super funny. It was you know, high school college humor, gamer humor. Yeah, and it was early two thousands. So, uh not great for today mm. but um it was funny at the time and then they got big from that they actually have done quite a few seasons of it uh and the storyline was pretty good but then they branched out and became an actual company and started doing uh gameplay videos of okay. like minecraft mm. uh they've done gta videos uh okay. back when it was still like gta 4 okay well, because GTA Five has been going on for a better part of a decade now. So, oh yeah, at this point, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were doing like early GTA Four videos. Okay. Um, they've done all sorts of stuff now, mm-hmm. uh, and they branch out into like podcasts and like uh, sports talk shows that never really get went anywhere. Anime talk shows never really went anywhere, um, and then they made uh, Ruby. RWBY. Okay. Um, and that was their like break into anime. Oh, okay. And you you talked about it first. Like the first season, the graphics are awful. Yeah. It looks the graphics are hot terrible. garbage. It looks the fuck terrible. It does. It absolutely does. <laughs> um, but that was because that was their small project and they weren't gonna put, invest a bunch of money into it at the time. Gotcha. It got a lot better. Okay. I still I still enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the graphics got better and better. Okay. Um, the machinima to it got, got better and better as well. Um, 
And, but even those voice actresses for the main characters that were part of the company right. were being like threatened with uh, being, with having somebody else ca- uh, cast as the voice uh, if they didn't okay. take this small payment. Um, and like there's a bunch of stuff coming out about them being about a bunch of slurs being said oh, and boy. like how they they always claim to be very lgbtq plus friendly mm-hmm. but and they would like tote out these uh trans women and people of that community out on screen for like special events and mm-hmm. then just for a quick like 10 seconds yeah. of fame and then yes and then as soon as they were off like they would just treat them like absolute shit behind the cameras and and stuff and it's like good old beta switch yeah like i there's been so much that has come out about them in the last mm, i want to say five years because i stopped watching them a little bit after catherine and i got together okay um, just humor evolved and that kind of stuff. People right. were leaving and all that. Um, and like there was two cases of what is essentially grooming, or I can't uh, even say essentially grooming. It was grooming ugh. of fans. Gross. One of the people cheated on his wife with uh. one of the fans from starting from like before she was legal. Uh, incredibly gross incredibly gross. gross and so they immediately fired those two people and like made a make a big statement about how like they couldn't believe that happened which i i genuinely believe that the people that worked with him did not know that this was going on they may have thought and had inklings that he was cheating on his wife but they didn't mm-hmm. know it was with uh a minor underage man yeah yeah um so like they got there was that was a big thing uh three or four years ago at this point mm-hmm. and that's when i stopped watching i was like i yeah no don't want anything to do with this anymore like right. i'm i'm trying to watch um at that point i was trying to watch live streams i was trying to watch uh, a D show and i was trying to watch some of their content and it was just consuming my life switching from yeah. one show to the next i was like i gotta cut something out i'm not really watching a bunch of these guys and they're kind of assholes yeah uh like i don't find their humor funny anymore because i'm no longer in high school right making a bunch of dick jokes um <laughs> to be fair i make a bunch, i still make a lot of dick jokes but right but sometimes uh, you you need you need some some real humanity in between the dick jokes it can't be dick yes. joke after dick joke Right. And like it makes it makes sense for them to still do that because they are still geared towards high schoolers. Yeah. Gamers like young gamers. Yeah. yeah gamers and, and high schoolers. And so that mm-hmm. like it still fits in their like. Yeah. Their target audience. Yeah. But I'm just no longer part of their target target audience. So. Right. Um, that sucks. But yeah. So even even people like within the company weren't being paid. Hmm. jack shit for stuff like being paid uh even for like production of shows and editing of shows and stuff Mm -hmm. um 
those people were even getting they they were preying on fans becoming interns and so because fans became interns they had like this whole like rose rose tinted glasses on so they couldn't see all the red flags they couldn't see they were being underpaid and they were being exploited for being fans of the company mm-hmm. they yeah. thought oh this is I have to do this for exposure because this is the greatest company mm-hmm. in the world. This is my dream to be here. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they were just getting exploited left and right for it. Yeah. Um, and when they were getting paid, if they were getting paid, they were getting paid like 30,000 plus under the standard for that, mm. Good um, for that career. Right. So it's, yeah, it sucks because it runs so parallel to everything else that happens in this country. Like when people get into power, yep. they just immediately mm-hmm. start abusing it. So like, yep. I think it was earlier this year, sometime last year, we were at a dance convention and news came out that one of the, the parent companies from one of the conventions that we go to had a similar incident where they had, you know, students that would tour with them. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like instructors, like assistants in the rooms when we would break out and do the actual like classes and stuff that they would take. And it was lots, lots of cases of people coming out talking about, you know, sexual assault and grooming. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to progress as a dancer, you'll do this for me type of bullshit. And what pissed me off is that immediately it was see you can't trust these performers you can't trust entertainers and it's like it's not performers it's not entertainers it's not dancers it's not teachers because they were trying to take it like teaching when they go to the dance studio that's the only time you know your kid is alone with an adult with the door closed and you can't see anything like no that's not the case if it's if it's done right you should be able to be in there and see them yeah the entire time we have blinds that you can open if at any point you want to look in and see what's happening. If you are like, I want to sit in and see what's happening, most of the time we're not going to tell you no, unless it's like super little kids because they get distracted. But like, right. if you want to come in like once a month, then like fine, but you can't be in here every class because they won't do what right. I'm telling them to do because they're trying to sit on your lap. But like, especially with like older kids, a parent was like, Sometimes I wish a parent would have came in and been like, I would love to sit in on class and see what's going on in here. Cause I'd be like, cool. Now you can see how your middle schoolers are dickhead. Like <laughs> it so it got turned into this whole like, we can't trust this institution. And it's like, no, what you can't trust is people who abuse power. Yeah. Which happens in every industry every industry where somebody gets into power and they abuse it Mm -hmm. and that goes from lowest level like dance studios all the way up into our like federal government so like i don't i don't like that i don't like that you know people are so microscopic when it happens in one place they're like Oh, we gotta zoom in on that. We gotta burn the ant hill down because it's just them that's doing that. And it's like, no, you know that whole thing people have been talking about with patriarchy and misogyny and the hierarchical, you know, status we have set 
and letting men do certain things when they have power. Yeah, that's the problem. Not our little dance studio who's just trying to make sure your kid has something to do after school because, you know, y'all think they need to do something after school. We're, we're not the problem. The problem is the general society that we live in that has caused all these problems and allowed it to happen for so long. Like, right. Huh. And so like that, yeah, that was just one thing that like just irked my soul because I was reading an article, like read an article and it was just like, see, we can't trust them. And it's like, I'm an actual teacher. I couldn't give a goddamn about touching your students. I do my, I go out of my way, not even touch students for correction because I don't want anybody to be like, go home and be like, Mr. Jeremy touched my foot. Like I don't need that to yeah. be misconstrued because kids leave out hella details. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they won't say Mr. Jeremy move my foot. So I was in point and not sickle. They'll just be like, Mr. Jeremy touched me. And then now I got to fight a case yeah, whole in case. Marysville. Ohio yeah. and they're like oh no we were just dancing he he just moved my foot and now I've got to pay court fees because they left out a part of the sentence when they told it at home no I don't want any of those problems so <laughs> even then with I think it I don't know if it depends on the state or if it's a federal thing like even accusations like if they go to court for the accusations yeah. that's on you forever yeah I am like, that's uh, all that's going to, I'm going to be in the fender forever. Yeah, yeah. Even if I don't necessarily get, you know, if you're found innocent of anything, yeah, yeah, there still might, I still might be, there might be public record that I went mm -hmm. to court for possible sex offender charges. So yeah, I know. And as any reasonable adult, that's a teacher or any position of power like that. Like you hear, heard about it all the time in gymnastics and I heard it growing up and I was like, that's disgusting. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Why, 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 why? I don't understand it at all. And so like, that was one of the first things I thought about. I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not going to put myself in that position at all. And some of the students be like, can you just come move me? And I'm like, no, no, I sure I can't. can't. I will tell you where. You need all you need to use the words that I'm giving you to move yourself because we're not going to run into this issue. I'm not, no, this is not going to be a thing. So even then, I think in this, in, in your instance too, I think it works better for them to think about it because it's more of a comprehension as opposed to them just memorizing where you place their foot. Yes. But sometimes I can't lie, like when I was in college, like when my college professor would come give me some tactile feedback, it was yeah. like we did this uh, genre of dance called contact improv. And the whole concept behind the genre is giving good ledge, meaning mm -hmm. um, giving people a space to like lean on you and like mount on you so that you yeah. can like just kind of lean on each other and make these shapes and move through space together without necessarily talking or having a choreographed lift or something okay. and so like we'll be i would be with another student and we're doing this like contact improv -y thing and then my professor would come over and be like, I see what you're trying to attempt, but here, and then she would like, like fully lean her weight on me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I understand the sensation now, what you're talking about and how my body moves and stuff like that. And so, 
And then like, if you go to like hardcore, like ballet conservatories and stuff like that, they will come like move your feet into position so that right. you know how to rotate your hips and they'll touch your lower back to make sure that your spine is erect and stuff like that. But that's male and female teachers in conservatories. Right. That's, that's, that's a whole le different level. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. And you see, but also with my genre, yes, and hip hop, it is a lot about feel and groove and things like that. So me coming to touch you, to tell you to binge you, to make you bend your knee is not effective you need to know how to bend your knees so right yeah there is a mixture of like it's not necessary and even if it were necessary i'm still not doing that shit uh and yeah like i almost got in trouble because a little girl fell and broke her arm i was nowhere near <laughs> like i was in the front of class we have this game well it's not a game i i preface it as a game but really it's an exercise to teach the kids how to articulate their feet. Um, mm -hmm. Most people walking around life, just walking however they want to. So why people step toes, trip, whatever. Um, what I teach a lot about, especially in like how I teach dance, it's a lot about processing your weight. So knowing mm -hmm. where your weight is on your feet at all times so that when I tell you to move somewhere, it's not, it doesn't take you 15 years to calculate what you need to do to do there. You just know that your weight's there in your feet and you can move whatever direction you need to. Right. So part of their warm up is that they just walk through the space and I just watch how they walk. And then as they walk, I give them instructions. And so I say, make sure you're striking the ground, heel, ball, oh, heel, ball, toe, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, I need you to strike the ground, heel, ball, toe, so that that's the easiest way to know where your weight is, right? Because you know right. you're striking at these very specific points. You have to bend your knees at every specific point, things of that nature. And part of that exercise, I tell them to go slow, and I tell them to freeze. Slow, again, to accentuate that process of heel, ball, toe, Right. And then freeze is a part is a popping exercise. So it's called stopping on a dime. So being mm -hmm. able just to freeze and control your weight at any mo given moment. And so we're doing this and we have been doing this. So they're walking, they're walking. And there's this little girl and she's been following this little boy around the classroom the entire time. And I tell them all the time, we're not playing follow the leader. You don't need to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. She's being hard headed. She's not listening. I yell freeze. Now I looked at my phone to make sure I had the music on repeat one. So it didn't just, you know, shuffle on to something inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear a thud. And I look over, she's on the floor. And I go, you all right? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, didn't I say stop following people around? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And I say go, and they keep moving, and we go through our class. Now, in this class, at the time, I was teaching them, like, breaking basics. So we're on the floor. We're doing, like, pop-outs. We're doing CCs. We're doing all these on-the-floor breakdancing moves that require your arms. Mm -hmm. Now, she is not saying anything about being in pain or anything. Class goes on. Class ends. She comes in next week in a full cast. And I'm like... 
what is going on? And the studio owner's like, she broke her arm in your class. She did the what? First I'm hearing of it. She's like, yeah, she. And so her mom pulls me out of class and I talk to her. And she's like, yeah, she has a fracture in her forearm from falling in your class. And I go, she didn't mention any pain during class. So I assumed she was fine because kids. And she's yeah, and like, it's a small fall. Yeah, she it's not. Yeah, she wasn't very tall. So it's like she. It's a normal fall kids half. It's so she's just like, I just, I don't know. Can you tell me what happened? I said, yeah, she was following a little boy around the classroom. I yelled, freeze. She tripped over his foot. She fell. Well, that doesn't sound like her. Yes, it well, does. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I see her in class every week. <laughs> you don't. Right. But also, this child was a miracle baby. She was the last sperm, last egg baby. So she was very, very brittle, to say the least. So, um, yeah. What were you talking about, Cody? <laughs> so again, uh, we had we had to skip <laughs> Zoom rooms, uh, and I was trying to be, you know, a good business person and just purchase the pro subscription, but Zoom doesn't want said, my money. So said no. Well, uh, it was um, your class and having to correct people, and she broke her arm. Oh yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah, as I was saying, she was the most, she was the, the last egg, last sperm baby. So super fragile, super coddled, super mom, super caring. Mm -hmm. So, uh, super everything except for bones. Yep. Was not getting no calcium, apparently. So, yeah, so that's, I didn't even touch that student, almost got into some heat. So, that's why I stay very far away from them <laughs> as much as possible. Uh, but yeah, anybody, it just, it sucks. It sucks knowing that the likelihood of someone getting into position of power and then them abusing it is so high, especially if it's a male. Yeah. The it's... system has been set up to be beneficial for them to get away with their tomfoolery. Yeah. It's, I'm very glad that at this point, like, like people are no longer accepting it. People are coming out about this stuff. Um, it does suck in, in a sense that it's always like, Oh, this person that I admired greatly, not necessarily looked up to, but like admired greatly for one thing or another uh, is suddenly a piece of shit because they did X, Y, Z. And that is coming out more and more. And yep. at this point, it's just like, do I admire anybody anymore? <laughs> Should I admire anybody anymore? Because right. something's going to come out. Now, like I said, it's very good that these things are coming out because these are very, like, these are things that need to be known. Like, these are, if they go unknown, they become dangerous. 
Yeah. Or already uh, more dangerous. Yes. I suppose I should say they become more dangerous to mm-hmm. people outside of uh, whatever group they're trying to get into. Yeah. Uh, it, it allows for it to be used more if it doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'm never going to like disparage that stuff coming out. Yeah. It's just like another one on the list. Shock it up. Yeah. And I guess that, that leads into something bad. That leads into a conversation of like, do we hold people on pedestals? Like, why? Like, yeah. Like, it is cool to give somebody praise for being good at something and creating something and entertaining us and making us feel good. But it's also a cautionary tale of like, don't hold them to any higher standard because they are human. And we know that, you know, Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong, will go wrong. Right. So the higher up someone is, the more likely it is that they're going to tumble real hard. So it's also kind of leads into like, what is the cutoff point where you can separate what somebody did with what they created that you enjoy? Yeah, that's a hard one. Cause that's like, it's, I, I mean, I, anything that having to do with, uh, minors i no longer want to support anything that that person Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. uh for the principle of it like yep that's that's just not acceptable in any way um and i know that that line is going to be different for for everybody yeah but there needs to be a general consensus on that so like yeah i'll take my people for instance like the fact that black people are still bumping R. Kelly pisses me right the fuck off. Right. Like, we know all the shit about Aaliyah, all the people he had trapped in his goddamn basement, even if you say they did not trap, they were young and impressionable, and they did not have a way out. Like, yeah. And people were like, well, he's still on my playlist, and his, his work is different than who he is. Yes, but you are still funding him. You are supporting the things that he does. Right while he was doing what he was doing right so he was making that oh so great music while also doing these atrocious things so in that sense you're like saying it's okay as long as you continue to entertain me right and so what that happens is because he's not in jail for life what's going to happen is that he gets out and his assets will eventually become unfrozen and he will have that money. Right. And he will be more smart about doing the fucked up shit he was doing before with more money. And so it's just like, ah, like, and it's like, yes, it's it's not on us to, It's not on every individual to be judge, jury, and executioner. Right. But it is on every individual to make sure that people do not have continue to have the resources to do the messed up shit they were doing before. Once right. they are, you know, gone through the court of law or whatever. And so, 
I think that's a part of why I like I don't stay too attached to anything. Like right, because it's it's just like how long before something comes out about this that makes yeah. it shitty. Yeah, and it's like there's like that's why I don't have like too many celebrities that I idolize or like people are like, oh, who do you have to go see in concert? Nobody. Right. Like, like it was like my mom took me to my first and only concert I've ever been to. And that was Usher. That was my freshman year of college. And I was in love with the whole thing because in my eyes, I just wanted to be on stage dancing with Usher. Um, but I'm not an Usher stan. Like, I, if it comes out, it has come out. I actually, I'm listening to a podcast. So I've been off the albums for a minute. But I'm listening to a podcast that has 330 episodes or so. And they started in 2017. And, yeah. you know, one of my favorite things is listening to these podcasts from the future. <laughs> like, like, like that me, didn't age well. Yeah, like me being in the future and listening back. Like, ah, if you only knew. And so they were right. just talking about recently, back in 2017, there was this case where someone sued Usher for a million dollars for him giving them herpes. And then somebody else tried to sue him for $20 million for giving her herpes. Um, it later came out that she was being a bald-faced liar. Um, and also, that's really hard to sue somebody for because you could have had it in your system and it just wasn't triggered yet. Right. Or you could have had it from any number of partners before Usher, after Usher. Right. There's no there's nothing necessarily directly linking yeah. that person. Yeah, because most people have HSV one in their system in one way or another. Right. Um, so it's a little bit more difficult to pinpoint where that um where it came from. But also, yeah whatever so but like that, that's why I'm, like usher came into mind because they're they're mm. they're it's breaking news for them in the podcast right now but i am <laughs> five years in the future uh, <laughs> um but like i never idolized usher i was like okay right. this is the dude that sings and dances really well that's awesome and like i don't know maybe that was a part of like my Christian upbringing and like no other idols besides God type of thinking like my entire life or something. Hmm. But also I just saw people fuck up like all the time. And it's like, yeah, it's, it, it, we it learned, happens. you and I, I feel learned very early on that uh, people are fallible and they will disappoint us. Yes. We talked about it uh, a little bit yesterday where it was like just our needs and our wants being forgotten left to the mm -hmm. wayside for somebody else even small things yeah which you know obviously like not even gonna go your way and you gotta just sometimes you just gotta get over it but at, yep. at the same time if you're a little kid mm -hmm. and that consistently happens you're mm -hmm. just like all right well well it's, it's just another disappointment another... better not better not be excited for anything right another human let me down so yeah. yeah um i'll get into it a little bit just because you know why not i'm vulnerable with a whole bunch of other shit on here so hey. makes for good content i guess uh there we, we can talk about needing therapy anyway so here's a little therapy 
therapizing session for me. Um, I have issues with feeling left out. I don't have so much of, I don't have FOMO. I don't have fear of missing out because that comes with peer pressure. I don't, I don't right. succumb to peer pressure very easily. I don't fear of missing out. I'll miss some shit and not care. Uh, but I have a, I have a fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. I have a fear of neglect. Um, and those stem from, you know, various things in my life. But the thing that I pinpointed to the most was like hearing from my dad that he was going to come get me and then he, he wouldn't show up. Um, right. And that was, you know, it wasn't like one occasion. This happened on multiple occasions. Um, and the straw that brought the camels back for me was that he called my mom to tell me he wasn't going to be able to come get me. And usually my mom would just be like, your dad can't come. He got busy. But this evening she was like, you need to tell your son why you can't come get him. And so he, she hands me the phone and I hear a bunch of like ruckus noise in the background. So I'm like, he's at a party. He's just like, I'm so sorry, son. I got caught up. I'm busy. I can't come get you this weekend. And I'm like, and I was like, oh, okay, dad. And I hung up the phone. And something in me died that day. It was just like, yeah. All right. So it's, my own, my own dad. It's that little bit of respect. Promises. Yeah. Yeah. My own dad can't keep his promises to me. So, yeah. Right. And so, and then growing up, being called ugly, um, being at like track meets and random girls coming up to me, uh, telling me like oh my friend thinks you're cute and i turn and look at the group of friends or whatever and they're all snickering and laughing and pointing like i was like really believing whatever the right they were talking about in the first place um like just little shit like that it all starts to pile on and so now it's gotten to a point where like i anticipate being left out mm-hmm um or forgot about in some type of way and although like small little things i try not to let them irritate me i can't help but for them to irritate me because it just right. feels like a microcosm of what i've been dealing with my entire life so let's say we'll take your yeah we'll, we were talking about it so i'll bring it up so cody's bachelor party um mm-hmm. before we even got there we put in a group chat they were like so food what are we doing about food and i was just like as long as it's turkey fish or chicken i'm cool like as long as there's that options there for me i'm cool and then for the most part that was you know honored there were options for me to eat if there were mm-hmm. no you know if you know there was beef report being made there was like a chicken something for me to eat um yep. except for two instances um well no one instance they grilled out they brought like brats or something no turkey hot dogs or anything so i just i just door dashed the food i was like it's fine we're near a major city it was expensive and it wasn't that good but there's food around (laughs) i can figure out how to fend for myself Mm. but on that same day they went to the grocery store and that uh cody's older brother was like hey you need me to get you anything and i was like yeah could you just give me some limeade because i've been drinking water the entire time there because there was coke 
in beer. Uh, I don't drink either of those. <laughs> uh, I rarely drink dark pop. I had a mm. I had a Dr Pepper and I watered it down with some Sierra Mist the other day from Culver's. I don't do dark pop. I've never drank Coke or Pepsi. Um, so I was like, I'm not about to go down that road because my face is going to be all types of broken out and I'm going to be irritated. Mm-hmm. And then I don't drink. So I was like, well, I am the healthiest boy this weekend. And I was just drinking lots and lots and lots of water. And I was like, I could use a little sugar besides the candy that I'm eating. So a lime mate would be great. He's like, cool, I got you. Comes back. He did not, in fact. He did not, in fact, have me. There was no... <laughs> And I was, and I was just, I was trying not to talk. I was trying to be, not be a dickhead about it. Uh, and I just was like, "Hey, is there no, no limeade at the store?" He was like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I knew I was forgetting something." And I just kind of, you know, laughed it off or whatever. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. Water is all you really need to survive, right? But it was something that I wanted. And of course, I was driving, and I could have went and got some myself. Like that was an option, but also it was just like you asked, I gave an answer. The answer was not honored, even though you said you had me. It and was it was a very small ask that was easily uh, completed. Yeah, the and task, it was it, not a big ask at all. Yeah, right. And so for for me like those things start to compound mm-hmm. and the way that my anxiety works and the way my brain chemistry is set up, it just swirls all those incidents together. Right. And it just becomes this mega storm of just nobody wants you. You're, I often felt like, feel like the friend that people forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, I often feel like, People feel reluctant to ask me to do things. Um, and, you know, just generally not great. Um, mm-hmm. And that affects my self-esteem and confidence and everything else. Cause it's like, well, nobody really wants me around. So why does it matter? Um, I'm not suicidal, but some days I do wish I don't exist. Like I don't want to kill myself, but just fade to black. Uh mm-hmm in that sense and so like well all those little things too kind of they reinforce yes the the anxious thoughts that you're having of people yeah. not not wanting to deal with you or not caring because they can't even do these small things that you're asking right this is exactly what it is so like i still have this nagging thing and like as, as much as i've forgiven my father because i'm in my 20 somethings now he was in his 20-somethings when that was going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was a young man trying to figure out the world. He had me at – my mom and dad had me at 17, right? So I've put that all into perspective now because, like, yeah, well, yeah, shit. Right. I mean, yeah, at, you know, mid to late 20s, too. I would, If I was an extrovert, which I absolutely am not, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> if I was an extrovert, I would want to be out in the streets having fun, partying with friends, too. Like, I get it. Right. Um, but six, seven, eight-year-old Jeremy did not that hits have hard. That, that. That was not his level of awareness. Yeah. So... 
it yeah it's been a lasting it's a lasting scar i can't there's not there's, there's so only so much healing you can do mm-hmm. and so well, what happened is that every time one of those little incidents would happen, it would just snip a stitch and then the scar would reopen. And mm-hmm. then I would do what healing I need you to get back to it. And then I would feel like I'm in a good place. And then one of those little things, or maybe a big thing would happen and it will reopen the wound. And then I have to start all over again. So yeah. there's, yeah. So like, people will start to view it as cynical like oh you're always cynical you always see the glasses half empty and it's like i don't see it as cynical i see it as it's realism realism it was realism because in my reality right this was been systemically happening to me um and so but i also understand that if you stay in that headspace and stay in that cycle you will stay in that cycle Right. Um, you will make it a self-fulfilling prophecy that these things will continue to happen to you because you will be in that headspace um, going forward, thinking that it's going to happen. So you prep for it to happen and then it eventually will happen because you're like, well, I'm doomsday prepped and then doomsday right. will happen. So it's, yeah, I, I understand completely. Um, very similar uh, in just that, like every, it's that I've also had that, like the fear of rejection and fear of not being wanted and fear like, like fear of not being good enough. Yep. Um, it even, it even permeates, uh, into my relationship with Catherine, mm. uh, knowing full well that, you know, she loves me with her dying breath. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and that has always stemmed from also kind of being like not always asked to do things mm-hmm. uh, with, with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am doing things with friends, just kind of being pushed to the wayside, mm-hmm. even, even small things as like, you know, when you're a kid, like everybody's walking in a line yep. down a road or something, or like on a sidewalk, mm-hmm. uh, it would always mm-hmm. be like, me in the back yeah trying to figure out where you where you actually fit in the group yeah never feeling like you quite do yeah, yeah. um like and like obviously it's something super small like you're just walking with a group of friends someone's gonna mm-hmm. be in the back because there's you know, so people are space. talking and, and moving it's almost some, only so much space um and then also just kind of like uh, never being good enough or the right kind of person for my dad mm. uh always because i'm a very i was always have always been a very uh emotional person okay and so like the smallest things that would upset me especially as a kid like even as a kid like nobody really has a grip on their emotions nope so like people are gonna freak out more than they should mm-hmm. or uh cry more than they should mm-hmm. i was i was a big crier even like any small things that frustrated me, even if it wasn't like sad or towards me, like if I was angry, I would, I would still cry. Yeah. And that's like, um, and should, it's like a, it's like a, from an adult perspective, right? Like you right. should behave like this if you're an adult, but like, I'm, I'm not, not an adult. 
Yeah. <laughs> I am I a kid trying to figure these things out. I have not figured out emotional regulation yet. I am right in the mud in the weeds with this shit. Right. And so my dad would always be really hard on me about that because mm-hmm. my brother was never like that, mm. or at least not as much like that. Right. Um and so uh it's it was there was always me watching him have a deeper bond with my brother than me Mm. uh and so i was just kind of just like well i'm not the kind of person that my dad wants me to be he wants nothing to do with me Mm. because he's also not making an effort which i mean he obviously looking back now like he made he made very great efforts he was he was uh the the assistant coach of my soccer team for quite some years until Mm -hmm. he had to leave and go off to out of state for work um and i loved those times with him being the assistant coach uh but it's also still like all those small things and i was always one to like hold the small things in hold the small things in hold the small things in hold the big Mm -hmm. things in Yep. And then it would build up and one small thing would set me over the edge mm-hmm. and now I'm getting suspended for school for the second time in a year. Right. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so I, uh, like I told you before, uh, like I'm trying to do better about recognizing my friends and recognizing their needs and wants because I know what it's like to not have those things looked after yeah. I don't want my friends. I don't want to be um I don't want to do that to my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like I've I've been in that same space where I'm like consciously like sometimes even to a point of like overexertion, like yes, being overly accommodating. Yes. Um, because I know what it feels like to be like hey, I need this thing. And people are like, I got you. And then you show up and it's not there. And it's like, it's so demoralizing. And just, because it's so, I think when it's the small things, it feels more significant because you're like, it was so small. Yes. I need, I need this napkin to be blue just so I can feel good. And you show up in a napkin's black. And you're like, <sighs> you were so close i just i needed this one thing and then the like and i think part of it is that's compounded with the apology after because the apology after is always just like oh man i'm so sorry i forgot and it's like e because it's like to them it's a small thing Mm -hmm. and truthfully they forgot right to me it is also a small thing but the small thing is compounded with you forgot and that gets extrapolated to you forgot about me. And it's not, you forgot about the thing It's you forgot about me. And of course that is a me problem. That is a me trigger. I have Mm -hmm. to work on my triggers. Um, And I understand that and have come to terms with it. And that's why I don't blow up on people. Like I would put you on the burner, went over to Koya's house for dinner, Sadie was making lasagna. I was like, hey, bro, as long as you got like chicken, turkey, fish for me, I'm cool. We go over there and lasagna looks great. And I was like, hey, guys, is there anything for me to eat? And Catherine's like, eh? 
<laughs> and Cody, uh, to Cody's credit, he was ripping and running. He was trying to get dinner together for three other people. Uh, and so it came out fine. Um, I ended up eating Catherine's. We did burger. end up having a turkey turkey burger, yeah, a turkey burger, which um, I I felt I felt so bad about that because <laughs> I because Catherine and I had talked about that, and so I my memory's gonna fail me now, but I had thought that she had said, "Oh shoot!" After like she had gotten the stuff uh, for it, she was like. Uh, oh shoot, Jeremy doesn't like uh, beef and pork. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I want to say, she's like, okay, well, she, she has, uh, we had remembered the beef part. Okay. We remembered that she didn't like beef. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, well, the lasagna, like for the, we can put a little bit of uh, pork in there. Like when you use, you can use uh, ground pork instead of ground beef. I think we did that instead. And you're like, no pork either. I was like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. He asked me for one thing. Uh, it is like, in that instance, though, like there was no big blow up for me for a few reasons. Um, you don't we don't have a history of you doing that type of thing. Um, right. This is not a thing that's ongoing. I also realized that me getting upset over it would be a me problem. Right. Um, because again, I know what my triggers are. I know, mm-hmm. I know like at one point, like I used to tell people all the time, like who would just get to know me. Don't call me bitch in any form of manner. Like, because back in the day, that was my trigger word. Mm-hmm. Like, if you said bitch to me in any form or fashion, I'm ready to fight you. Now it's not so much. So I don't have to give people that warning. Um, but with like these deeper psychological wounds, it is harder to like, especially in like social situations, to tell people stuff like that because it feels right naggy it feels like you're putting on a lot more on that person mm-hmm. than is necessarily needed in the moment where it seems you know easier to just be like or like i've done prepped like just get in a situation like right there's a possibility that something could go wrong and not going your way so just be prepared to swallow it, breathe, and get through it. So, so that was the twofold answer for me. Like Cody, mm-hmm. this is not something Cody normally does. Um, and if I blow up at this dinner, what would it solve? Right. Like, it's it's so <laughs> weird too, because like they're within. I I. If anything like that happens again, first off, I'll probably notice uh, myself. But second, I want you to tell me, mm-hmm. like, if you are like upset about me not doing something that you asked for, because uh, that will also help me remember to not do it again. And I feel it's should be more acceptable for you to tell your friends 
that what they're doing or what they did or did not do upset you because they they should know you they are your friends they should know you they should be doing something to make sure that you are comfortable and getting what you need as friends obviously that obviously that can't be like people can't always bend over backwards for you right but there should be a sense of you are my friend Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to take care of your wants and needs yeah. while I'm with you because we are friends. Yeah. I've got um, way better at that on like one-on-one situations. Like if I'm having right. a conversation with somebody and they do something, I'm like, eh, pull that back. We gonna have to like nip that behavior in the bud because I don't, I can't deal with that. Um, I just think it's in like larger, like it was only four people. Right. Right. But it's that to me is, I'm, like I said, I like one-on-one interaction. So, right. You and I have talked about it fairly heavily. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 heavily, but like it's been it's come up a few times. Yeah, and so like, Where, but also it's like a running joke for me now. Like I've got right. I'm like I'm over it. So now it's like a joking matter, and so I can bring it up as a point. And it's not like it's hurting me as much as like me remembering back to my dad being on the phone, laughing, having fun at a party and not coming right. to get me because the consequences of the two are totally different. So right. yeah, I'm gonna break it up now because I, I can, because now I got something right. to jab at you with that. And you forget <laughs> when black history month is like, you can't, you can't <laughs> fucking so... live those. <laughs> you can't fucking no. live those down now, Cody. I would love to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they will come back up just like you and Catherine got inside jokes. These are our inside jokes now. <laughs> they will be the running bits until we that die. One was so That one was so heinous. I have no idea why I forgot that. That and the pronunciation of WAP. You got three, you mean, buddy. You mean WAP, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know WAP. <laughs> we have our running things now, and, they're, and now they're laughing. Um, those two were always laughable matters because it was like momentary brain lapse, I guess, yes. for Black History. But yeah. then that one was, it was ironic the way you were saying it. And then it just actually became how you said it. You know, that's fine. That's how um, it goes. Yeah. And so the first point was like, yeah, it, it, it was like, fuck again. Um, yeah. And then it was just, now it's just like, yeah, whatever. Right. And so, like that happens every so often. Like if I go to a party and they like don't have and like they they invited me because mm-hmm. I don't invite myself to parties because I don't like people. Yeah. And they've known this entire time that I don't drink and then there's nothing but alcohol there. I'm like, why? Why did you ask me? Y'all don't even have any chasers for me to drink. Y'all just got straight liquor. Like <laughs> we like, do it. We're doing fireball only. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think to have any anything for somebody who wanted to maybe come down, maybe not piss fire. You just got liquor. Yeah. Like, and so like those those type of things is like, all right, well, like, did you really want me here? Or like Right. Was it was it a, a pity ask or a courtesy ask? Yeah, was it in, was it intentional? Was it not intentional? Either way. Like, if it was intentional, you're a dickhead. Why did you do that? If it wasn't right. intentional, you forgot about me. And, but, but as I have to work on reframing it as not that you forgot about me, 
you forgot about this aspect of me. Right. And that's different. Like someone being super excited to see me and like they were super glad that I was there is awesome. Like because they wanted me to be there, but they forgot about this semi-important aspect of my life. But that's not all of who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on, as I tell my girlfriend all the time, and, you know, we are, some people are much better at giving advice than they are doing said advice, but, you know, just changing their perspective. Like, all right, yes, they forgot about this aspect of my life, but that does not mean they necessarily forgot me, which um, I think will do me better in the long run. But also, yeah, I probably, I will do better at pulling people aside. Like, hey, I understand your intentions were to have me here and have a good time. And I appreciate that. But uh, I can't quite fully enjoy myself because I don't see myself in this environment because this aspect of my life was forgotten. And that's mostly what this environment is. So, right. It's, it's another thing that you have to worry about. So you can't, you have to take yourself out of, whatever environment or moment that you're in to worry about this thing. Yeah. And that's the, that's been a, like a sticking point for me for a while now. It's like, uh, why are you going after donut? Um, it's like trying to figure out what fun is because right. What everyone else says fun is, I don't do. And then when I'm in those environments that people say are fun, I don't see myself reflected in them. And so it's like, what? What? Wasn't that party fun? Uh, I wasn't enjoying it. Like, I didn't. It was a thing. Yeah, I was in a space with people, but I I didn't have any snacks. I didn't have anything to drink. I wasn't fucking it's... with the Dave Matthews band that was playing. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't it wasn't the vibe. <laughs> I've never been to a party with Dave Matthews bands play. I don't even think I've ever heard Dave Matthews band. But uh, you probably name, have on the radio. Name, name popped up recently and I was like I gotta throw that in there because it fits great. But you know you just like I, I get your intentions were for me to hang out and enjoy myself, but since I don't enjoy myself, how y'all enjoy yourself. I cannot enjoy myself. I yeah. cannot enjoy myself. And I'm also going through a panic attack because I'm like, they forgot about me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's not a, panic it's, anxiety attack. So it's just, yeah. right. It's, it's um, very similar to like when you're out with a group of people and you just start zoning out. Oh, in the absolutely. middle of everything because like you're not fully in the moment so you can't enjoy it so you have that time to space out yeah because i'm not present i'm just disassociating in the middle of this group event yeah yeah and i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to am i trying i don't know uh i've tried um in instances where there have been group events to stay present um and we talked about this last time, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And stay present and not just focus on a spot on the wall and zoom in and, you know, have this ethereal spirit lift from my body in the middle of this party. But yeah, yeah, it gets hard. 
and we're going to jump rooms just to finish <laughs> up because they wouldn't let me purchase more time. So lame. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, back in a new room. But yeah, figuring out how to deal with my triggers. Um, but also, yeah, like just letting people know because we all have things that, you know, we deal with. And maybe me telling somebody now how I'm dealing with it or just like, hey, here's food for thought will make them more aware for the next mm-hmm. time they're in a situation where, you know, they can see like their friend is like not having a great time and be like, do they feel included? Like, yeah, it's it's so it's it seems like all those things are like such fine lines too to walk between like telling somebody or not telling somebody. It's like if you do, you're telling a fine line between just letting them know like, hey, just I didn't appreciate this. Just I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm dealing with it, but I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. it versus making an event about you. Yes. And it's it's that internal struggle of like, am I am I being too too yeah. petty about this or am mm-hmm. I am I looking after myself like I need to do yeah and um it's I, I had another point there and now I've lost it I'm gonna ramble on while you're thinking about it but yeah, it, yeah. that's a that's it's a weird port of, point of contention in the brain because mm-hmm. it's like like me, my whole thing, and I tell Christina this all the time, I told myself that I was just going to be better at communication in all my yep. relationships. Like, mm-hmm. if something's bugging me, if something is weighing heavy on my heart enough that is like making me lose sleep, I need to communicate it. Right. Because that means it's important to me in some way, even if it doesn't feel important to them. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to toe that line of just when you already have those insecurities, you don't want to be like bringing this to someone and they're like, Oh, look at this petty insecure bitch. Like you don't want that. Right. Complaining about everything and right. Blah, blah, blah. Just, yeah. There's always a problem. It's always never right. And so like, and I know like, that's not how you're supposed to perceive your friends, like people that you love dearly, which is why my circles, not circles, a horseshoe. I only have so many people <laughs> that I fuck with that much to even call my friends. So that's why all of my, all my friends are like my best friends because I don't deal with that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're supposed to be able to confide in those people in that way that you need to on that deeper and personal, more than surface level connection. But still, when you already have those insecurities, it's like, do I risk? fucking up this connection that i have right that and we're so uh we're so tuned and programmed to just like sweep things under the rug mm-hmm. and especially because how you and i are we're like we are already not people person we're already not that great at communicating that kind of stuff yes. so our immediate response is oh no it's fine it's okay yep. don't worry yep, about it's it good. it's cool like and and also with our history of having to rely on ourselves it's we more bring it back on ourselves it's like no yeah no i should have expected you to to not 
do XYZ, yes. even though I asked you to. So I, it's on me for it's on me trying to rely on you for oh, I do that so I do that so much. Oh, it's all the time. <laughs> I'm so bad about it. Like, oh, no, fuck, I should fuck me, I guess. That's on me for yeah, thinking you'd actually do something. I should have figured you would have fucked that up. So that's a hundred percent my fault. No, don't take any blame. It was on me right. for not having a a beta the forethought, a yeah, yeah, a tertiary plan in place. Yeah to cover up your fuck up but you know no don't you worry about good. it yeah it's on me i should have had a should have had a bunker ready uh yeah and so instead of just leaving people with problems <laughs> here are some solutions that have been working for me pretty well <laughs> um in regular life especially with strangers i have not i've been forcing myself to not say it's all right or that's okay or it's fine so I deliver beer, well-established. Sometimes receivers disappear. They poof, into thin fucking air, can't mm-hmm. find them. And so I'm waiting 10, 15, 20 minutes. They finally reappear from whatever nether realm they disappear to. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry you had to wait. Normally, the good salesman market like customer service right. person i am I'm no, like, that's it's fine. fine no problem it's fine it's okay now i say nothing i just keep going on with the transaction for me what that does because what i want to do is a snarky remark like it's not okay you're wasting my goddamn time and so that devil's on one shoulder angels on the other shoulder like oh it's okay it's fine I just cut them both off and I just say nothing and just keep moving. And what that does for me is stop allowing myself to say it's okay when mm-hmm. I don't feel okay. Cause now I'm not okay. I'm fucking annoyed. I could have been at another stop. I could have got two stops done by now. I'm trying to go home. Yeah. But normally I would just stifle those feelings of annoyance and just, you know, take all the weight off of them. No, keep the weight. It is on you that I had to wait so you can keep this metaphorical weight. So yeah, I'm just not going to say anything to you. Please scan my stuff so I can be on. So, or someone like, you know, jumps in front of me in line at the store. Clearly I'm standing here. I'm social distancing. I don't like to have my card up somebody's anus. I don't want right. to see what they have for lunch. Someone cuts in front of me in line. And, I, and usually I would just, you know, eat it, be like, you know what? I'm going to be gracious today and be nice. No, not anymore. I go, excuse me. And I go, oh, 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 oh. Line starts back here. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm in line. Be be sorry in the back of the line. (laughs) Back there, down the aisle. I've been here for a minute, right? And so those have been my solutions. Speaking up for myself or not not capitulating to the pressure of needing to take the weight off of somebody else, not doing that Midwesterner. Oh, sorry. Bullshit. Yeah. Because it's well ingrained into my spirit. I find myself doing that. Oh, sorry. Even if someone's running into me, oh, sorry. Like, I no, I don't want to. Oh, oh, sorry. No more. Like that is our reaction to things happening. It's just that. Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. Didn't say you did, but like, I, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that for me anymore. I want yeah. 
to be those frat boys who walk down the fucking street in a group of four taking up the whole block and they see people coming and they don't move like i don't want to be them but i want to exude that energy like how are you so confident in in life that you think you don't have to move where mm-hmm. other people have to walk like what is it in you and some of it is you know privilege some of it is something some of it's blinders some of it's just straight up ignorance but there's a little bit of that that's like people will move for me yeah there's this knowing and confidence of like people will move for me because i'm walking right and so i it's not that i'm trying to be like that brash with it but more exuding the energy of like no we're sharing the same space Mm -hmm. right and so yes there's more of you but that's all the more reason for y'all to form a single file line on one side of the street instead of taking the whole side up so It also helps my helps my anxiety because the other thing that I know I know you do is those conversations of all the possible things you wish you could have <laughs> fucking said. You're in the, the amount, shower. The amount of conversations I win in the shower. Oh my uh, god! Immaculate, perfect. I'm in the shower, just in between my toes. Like I could have told that bitch son. What a shower. And another another, thing. Yes. And (laughs) what that does for me, instead of doing, oh, I'm sorry, or, oh, it's all right, is that it lets me win that argument in that moment. And I don't Mm -hmm. have to sit on it as long later because my brain still goes, you could have cussed the mother. But (laughs) in that moment, I'm not doing that. Right. So it's like a little win for me, just like, hey anxiety shut the hell up we did better we didn't just say it was okay when it wasn't okay or we didn't say sorry when we didn't need to apologize because we were in the right like so Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people where you're you know having those 15 million you know you're dr strange you've seen all the possibilities of how the argument could have gone in the shower I saw a million. How many did we win? win. All of them. <laughs> All Every of them. single one. Everyone flawless victory with this bitch, <laughs> except for what actually happened in reality. <laughs> that was my one loss. <laughs> we ignore so that. You, we ignore that. If you if you're one of those people, I would just say in moments where people where you feel like people have wronged you, wasted your time instead of taking the weight off of them, don't. You don't have to say anything rude or snipe back. You can just don't take the weight off of them. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wasted your time. Okay. And then just keep going on with whatever it is you're doing. Because what that does is give your brain a, like a, a reprieve. Like, okay, mm-hmm. no. You don't have to take that extra weight on yourself. Um, if you see a group of people walking horizontal on a sidewalk, keep walking forward. Play a little, play a little uh, chicken with them. If you're exuding enough energy of move the fuck out my way, they'll move out your way. I, I've been practicing it. It works. They will mm-hmm. split like it's, the red fucking sea. Like <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have like the right like serious face and just oh yeah eyes locked dead ahead. Like you are on a mission. Yeah, I am New Yorker all day. I'm walking here. I don't even have to yeah. say that. My whole demeanor says it. And they're like, oh shit, we should probably move. So like, yeah, just 
don't take more on yourself than you need to is basically the advice. Don't go out of your way to be overly gracious. And I know, like, I know a part of that in me is because I'm black. I know that's been raised into me to be overly considerate of other people mm-hmm. because the chances of survival are higher. The chances of not pissing somebody off are higher. The chances of the right. cops not being caught is higher. I'm tired of living like that. Like it's exhausting having to play this damn calculus of how to talk to people, interact with people and feeling mm-hmm. like I got to, Yes, uh, mass. Yes, massa, all the goddamn time. Like, is 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 too fucking much, right? So, I no enough for that, right? And then if you're just somebody with anxiety, you understand what that feels like because in your brain, always having, always having to, and trying to be like five steps ahead of like, yes, right, he says this, I'm going to do this, and he does yes. this happen, this happens, and then none of that happens. You're completely thrown off every time. Yep, every time there, there's always a, a hidden variable you didn't account for. So mm-hmm. just be in the moment, and like if you're in a group setting and you're starting to disassociate or something, find a friend that you really enjoy out of the group and just hang out with them. Just tell them like, hey, I'm not having a great time. So I'm going to stick with you until I feel better. Or, hey, I got to tap and get the hell out of here and go home. My social battery's dead. I'm out of here. Or a friend, yeah. you you come over to a friend's house. They forget you don't eat beef and pork. Yeah. <laughs> Who would do that? What an asshole. You pull them to the side. Kick like, him from hey, your you, life. Hey, you bitch motherfucker. I told you don't eat no slam beef them and against pork. The- Slam them against the uh, the fridge. <laughs> DDE, slam them between your legs. <laughs> Toss his cast out the window. No. <laughs> well, peace. Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. But no, you just speak up for yourself is the main thing. Just be, yes. and you can do, it's, there is all, it's all in how you say it, right? Yes. It's all in how you say it, like, hey, you put a, but truthfully, pull them to the side, like, especially if there's a bunch of people around, like, hey, just need to talk to you for a second. I know this probably wasn't your intention. This is how I felt. I'm yeah, not, it's, it's just not, really bothering me right now. It's not It's not a, a huge thing. And, like, the circumstances are not a huge thing. But this is how it made me feel in a moment. If we can work to do better in the future, I'll do the same for you. Yeah. If they're a good, decent human being, they're like, oh, yeah absolutely my bad and yes we will work on that together if they're a shit human get them out your life if they make you feel bad for you telling them how you feel fuck them they're not great people um yeah you don't need that type of energy in your life so and that could be friends or family so Mm -hmm. (laughs) take that what that's worth if your mom is a dickhead every time you try to tell her something that you feel like is really important to you and she just gives you the fifth degree every time Love her from a distance, yep. right? Because life is too short to be dealing with shitty people. It just mm-hmm. is, and there's a lot of them. So you got to pick and choose your battles for sure. Um, I'm not saying disown your mother. I'm just saying, you know. If it comes to that, though, you could. You, that is a possibility. But also, first steps, keep it at arm's distance. Like, all right, well, that's how you're going to behave every time I try to be civil with you. Keep that yeah. energy over there. Yeah. Um, 
I told Cody when we before we started this, I didn't have anything to talk about, and now we're just gonna kind of ramble. Um, and we did. We 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 rambled, and you know, I feel like this is probably one of the better episodes that we've had. Um, Real quick, uh, you you were talking about um, not being like, yes, massa, sorry, massa, to people, and that <laughs> yes. immediately brought up. Uh, I sent you the TikTok. I don't know if you'd seen it. I have not been on TikTok in the last week. Ooh, buddy. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I, Be- between you, my mom, and my friend Nola, I'm probably 600 t- TikToks deep right now. At least. It's going to be another uh, another watch party of One Piece for you. <laughs> um, At least these episodes are a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah. Some they of max them. At, max at like three uh, minutes. So. There was one that I had sent you that that was I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the, these black people did did go to a um, a Civil War reenactment. Oh no! Dressed as slaves. Oh no! Chains and everything. And of oh, course, no. of course, everyone there is just like, you can't be here. You can't do that. You shouldn't be here acting like that. And they, and they like have like handfuls of cotton. They're just like. Uh, I'm so sorry, Massa. I oh, like dropping no. it. <laughs> just going, going crazy with it. No. And, and they're just like, you can't do that. You got to be out here. And she's like, what's the problem, Massa? We have public <laughs> land. <laughs> they drop some of the cotton. They're like, they're like, just pick up oh, stuff. We go, oh, yes, yeah. Massa. Start picking up all the, they were do- the yeah, cotton. All they- and like, and so then, uh, like, they, the, the reenactors ended up like calling the cops on them because of course they did and the the cop luckily the cops were like trying not to laugh at the absurdity of the situation right um and also <laughs> they, they just ended it yes absolutely like oh i'm sorry we're reenacting the entire thing not just <laughs> the one bit of fantasy right. that you like to reenact right where everything's all like petticoats and peachy yeah um all right. and so, <laughs> so they ended it with at the end of the TikTok with uh, the cops are just like you can do what you want because this is you know public land and it's a reenactment and people are dressed up doing whatever they want you can do it but just like do it over there and they go yes sir you ain't gonna get no more problems from us stop problems from us massa i'm just like jesus christ Christ. i can't (laughs) i was dying yo i would have been on there was one there was one person that came to their defense and it's like some old white guy was like what do you mean they can't do that you're you guys are over here dressed up too (laughs) they're absolutely they absolutely can do that this is public property this is literally what the whole war was about so yes they're probably the most accurate part of this whole thing (laughs) yes jesus it's like um it's like the this was a while ago and i believe i sent you a tiktok on it as well um but it was the this guy worked for a company and they were doing yes the outing to the plantation and they're like dressed in period attire yeah and okay dressed as a slave dress dress as slaves yep him and like, his good, wife do it make them uncomfortable and then it, it was unexpectedly canceled due to weather and it was yep. nice and sunny out yep hey because make them uncomfortable a, do it about to be your 
yeah, I'll make them uncomfortable and make them write me a fat ass check because yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No way. Just no just way another another second of thought would have been great. Yeah, and it's just like it reminds me of another story where a guy sued his company for you know discrimination and racism. Mm-hmm. Won his suit, went to the bank to cash it. Oh yeah. And, and they, they called the cops on him. They wouldn't yeah. cash it. And so he sued the bank and got another check. Like yep. because they're like, there's no way this is legit from you. How absurd. Yep. Like, and that's yep. what I'm saying. Like black people was... are getting more bold and because we sick of this shucking job and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh who was it? It was some celebrity. Um he tried to withdraw money from his bank account, but it oh, was yeah. during like COVID. So he like, yeah. he was just in street clothes and just had a mask on. You're talking about Ryan Coogler, the director yes. for Black Panther and Creed. Yes. And Fruitvale yep. Station. Man has yep. he, hella money and has had hella money for a long and he, ass time. And he tried to withdraw some money from his bank. Like, I think mm-hmm. it was like 10,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they called the cops on him because they're like, this isn't your account. He's like, yes, yeah. it is my account. Yeah. Well, they called the cops on him too because he was he had on the mask because COVID, but he wrote it yeah. on a slip of paper and slid it to her because he wanted to make sure no one didn't make a big kerfuffle because he's fucking Ryan Coogler and he was trying to yeah. stay discreet, discreet. But yeah. also, he wrote his name and gave his ID. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm a rob the bank while you have my ID. Yeah. Like what? What are you talking about? So I was like, yeah, there's just, and they they came and put him in handcuffs, and he's like, yep. What are you? He was he was so amenable, but he was also just like, what the hell is happening? Like, yeah, this is my everybody else. This is my money. Everybody else in here is in mass. Like I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. And yeah, I I'm, yeah. That's going to be the new thing. It's just making people uncomfortable because you That's made going to be me the quickest way to make them learn. Yeah, you made me uncomfortable. So why am I got to say this by myself? People have been have been beaten around the bush for too long, and yeah. people have been able to get away with the things that they say and do because people don't want to make them uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. I made a post on the social site that I'm on about how like white women come and talk to me all types of reckless and so Mm -hmm. i made a post specifically about them and how i don't appreciate the disrespect and stuff in my dms and the entitlement like i don't owe you a goddamn thing yeah someone comments i i understand i i agree with the no disrespect and such but i don't agree with the racism block like no there was no racism i was talking to white women so Mm -hmm. i called them by their name that's not racist that's talking it's addressing the group yes that's who i need to speak to in this moment yeah so that's who i called out right there was nothing racist in there if you if they were talking about the abbreviation yt that's you just aren't in touch with today's nomenclature 
<laughs> like that's not that's not on me that you don't know the jargon you're not invited in the kitchen <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> and uh, you know what they they did because i kicked them out because i blocked them and that's my mm-hmm. new thing i'm not about to sit and go back and forth with y'all like everybody wants to throw around the word racism and have never experienced it in their life and it's like no you're not about to do that in my face right and i'm not about to try to teach you and educate you anymore i've that ship has sailed now you just get blocked i might cuss you out before i block you but if i don't feel like expending the energy i'll just block Mm. you because at this point there's too much access to too many things for me to continue to have to preach to people right if you haven't if you haven't tried to learn already then you're probably not going to you have you're not not gonna waste the energy yeah yeah you're not making the effort on purpose there's too much there's too much literature there's too many ted talks there's too many videos there's there's too much especially with something like that that is almost constantly in social media and everywhere the news and anything mainstream any conversation any conversation worth having that is a conversation about all types of intersectionality of everything so yeah but yeah that's been another episode of laugh not to cry cody are you done traveling for a little bit i better be <laughs> i'm gonna be real upset if i'm not i did uh, i did manage to not have to go to uh the the baby shower so that baby, was nice a little break a little reprieve yeah started the break started a little bit earlier um yeah. so yeah i mean hopefully uh hopefully i'm done i let's see I need to get I need to take my I need to get my car taken care of. Yes. Before you're forced to do jury duty in Michigan, sir. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do that because of my travels. <laughs> uh so Yep, I'm calling I'm, you Saturday and I'm just bugging the hell out you, bro. <laughs> you should call me like third like Thursday and be like, hey, do you have this documentation together yeah this documentation together do you have all of this stuff together because on saturday you're getting up and you're going i might have to um, drive the grow port just to come get your ass like hey we're going <laughs> let's go yes go <laughs> get your car um so i i don't know how long that will take on saturday mm-hmm. but this weekend i am planning on actually streaming again it's been that. two months dusting the cobwebs off all of my all of my five followers are now down to one yeah um and uh i think i'm actually just gonna go straight into um requiem yeah a plague tale requiem yep because that that released last tuesday and i wasn't able to do anything with it yeah i figured as much um yeah, and you can you can watch me play that and get scared by some rats, scare other people to rats. Yeah. Uh, at twitch.tv slash 
Commander Cody underscore 212. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Commander underscore 212. Um, I've been tweeting a little bit about gaming news and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And <clears throat> as always, you can find us on the gram at laugh underscore two underscore man. Laugh underscore not underscore two underscore cry. You can find us on Facebook at Laughing to Cry. You can find us on Gmail, laughing to cry at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at Laughing to Cry P1. Please like, share, leave feedback. Talk to us. Give us stuff to talk about. Tell us if you like or don't like the show. Tell us if you want us to get into more personal stuff. I have lots of personal stuff. Um, quick uh i think there's a new age of mythology game coming out you don't know what that is no uh it is a (laughs) it is a real-time strategy game uh same creators as age of empires which you also probably don't know what that is nope um (laughs) there's a bunch of age of empires games but like it's um in real time like it's not turn-based so like in real time you are uh mining cutting wood getting food uh, getting gold, uh, building up barracks and different houses and stuff, and getting units. And there are other people. There's like AI to fight and stuff, oh. and they constantly send it's like, like units like at some you. Of the, yeah, like some of the games you have on like on the phone and stuff. Yes, like, kind of. Uh, what was it? <sighs> there's Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans, like stuff. That, like that. is. That's. I guess technically that you can call that real time because like okay. it takes hours upon hours to upgrade things. Yes. Um, so that's that's very similar. Uh, but they also have one that's Age of Mythology. Okay. Uh, that's like the one game that they had. Like you uh, start off with Greek mythology and then you go into the Egyptian and then you go into the Norse mythology. Oh, okay. And you so get all those spanning time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they. I mean there's a campaign and like you go through all three of them at some point, okay. but um, essentially like you get each of those units, like the special units that, that mythology, mytholo- um, that mythology would have mm-hmm. and their monsters, like okay. in Greek, like you, you could get a Colossus or you could get a Hydra or you could okay. get a uh, like those kind of things, the, the manicores mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and uh, I think there's an announcement for a new, Age of Mythology game. That's going to be real fun. I love those games. Cool. And that might be played in four years. But it might be be streaming Uh, in in four years. (laughs) It's in the backlog. (laughs) But yeah, guys, uh, if you have any game suggestions for Cody to play, he might not get to it until, you know, 2030. But, you know. (laughs) If there's suggestions, I will take breaks from Batman. (laughs) I'm a bit worn out on Batman. Yeah. Even though it's been two months slide in the docket you know um but yeah if you want to do another movie review oh we're supposed to do the song you gave me but the rambling took over we'll maybe talk about it next time i'm gonna form war you my answer is i didn't really like it uh that's fine it's a it's a eclectic song yeah i wasn't really feeling it and i listened to it four times i gave it i gave it a good old college try but i'll probably listen to it again before our next podcast to see if Mm -hmm. i can give it another fair shake um Mm -hmm. But yeah, catch uh, the update for that on the next episode. Peace. Bye-bye.